Let's give the Lord a, 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 a clap offering, please. Let's worship Him. He's a great God indeed. Amen. You know, the testimony, when we started this meeting, it was almost like we started on a sad note. But at the end of it all, the Lord has kind of reconfirmed His, His, His majesty. Amen. His grace, nevertheless. Amen. We have seen the spectrum, the full spectrum, if you like, of the experience with God. But in all these things, the Bible says we are more than conquerors. Amen. Through Him that loved us. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'd just like to invite us to stand and worship our God. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Revelations, chapter 4. In the book of Revelations, chapter 4, verse 11, it says, Thou art worthy. Our Lord is worthy. He's worthy to receive glory. Amen. He's worthy to receive honor. All power belongs unto Him. And He has created all things for His pleasure. And for that reason, they are created. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy. I want you to sing that song in worship indeed unto our God. Because He's worthy indeed. To receive glory. To receive glory. Glory and honor. God indeed. It says, for this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide for now and even unto the end of the age. Lord, we worship you, O God. We submit unto your majesty. We submit unto your glory. We submit unto your power. We bow before you this day. Oh, yes, Worship the Lord. Let your heart speak unto Him. Simon says, My soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit praises His name. Speak unto Him and bless His name. Thank Him for keeping you alive. For keeping you strong. A brother says, For 32 years the Lord has kept him. Even in the dangers and perils of this land. Walking in the field in the desert, and here for the last 14 years, the Lord has been faithful. 
Blessed be your holy name. In all our going out, our coming in, He is God. Even when it appears that things are not going right, He remains the same. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we come before you this day in absolute surrender. And Lord, we surrender, O God, unto you, because you alone indeed are God. We say, Lord, have your way in our midst this day. Even as we look into your word, we ask that you speak to us, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. That our lives will not remain the same, O God. And that the beauty of your, of your holiness will be seen in us, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Before we sit down, let's take one more time. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. Quickly, we'll look into the scriptures for a very short time. It's really very, very short. But the Lord will bless us nevertheless. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 46, the scripture tells us, it is not often in many places you see God speak about himself. In the book of Isaiah 46, praise the Lord. In verse 9, it says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God. And there is none like me. Amen? Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Amen? And we, said, we, read in, we sang indeed in Revelation 4.11, that the Lord has made all things for a purpose. Amen. We see that our God is a purpose driven God. How many of us have read the book The Purpose Driven Life? Yeah, it's a good book. I actually haven't read it. The, 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 the title of itself or the book itself is enough for me because I can tell you indeed that I know that God has ordained everything according to purpose. Amen. God does things only because of his purpose. And in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, we take us through, if you like, the standard scriptures again in verse 11. It says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worked all things after the counsel of his own will. Amen? He said he does all things after the counsel of his own will. He does, he does not do anything without a purpose. Amen? And that's what we see in the book of Romans 8.28 as well. The Bible says in Romans 28 that we know, we know that God, Amen? Verse 28, and we know that God, all things work together for good to them that do what? 
that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. Amen? Praise the Lord. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 10 verse 10 that a thief cometh certainly to steal. It does not come for any other reason but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come. Amen? I am come that you might have what? Life. And have it in abundance. Praise the Lord. So Jesus came for a purpose. The Bible says, for this reason, for this purpose was the Son of God made manifest, that he might destroy all the works of the enemy. Amen? Praise the Lord. So I can tell you clearly that God does everything. Romans 8.28 says, we know that all things work together for the good of them who are called according to God's purpose. What that scripture is saying is that irrespective of what is happening, no matter how it sounds or looks, God has a purpose in it. Amen? And he makes it to fulfill that purpose. It makes everything to fulfill that purpose. As long as he has a purpose in it. Praise the Lord. In the book of Romans chapter 9, the Bible says in verse 11, For the children be not yet born. I was talking about Esau and Jacob. Neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand. Praise the Lord. Even the issues of life. God has a purpose in it. He said, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger. So we see in fulfilling his promises, in fulfilling his, his plans, he does things in the lives of men. Amen? Praise the Lord. And today I can say to you that God has a purpose in your life. God has a purpose that your life is a part of. In other words, God has a purpose that he has called you to be part of. Praise the Lord. The question is, what is that purpose? If you read further, in verse 17 of Romans 9, say, For the scripture said unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up. Even to Pharaoh, that what my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Amen? Even Pharaoh was stubborn. But God has a plan to bring his people out. But he says, in bringing them out with an outstretched arm, the scripture describes it, he said, even Pharaoh, men will hear of what happened between, if you like, Moses and Pharaoh, and they will know that indeed the hand of the Lord is mighty. Amen? It was so that men will know that God is indeed the God. Amen? He said in Isaiah 46, we said, say, I am God. There is none else. Praise the Lord. Therefore, in verse 18, it says, Had he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will, have, he will harden, he hardened it. So, it means the heart of Pharaoh was actually hardened by God. But for what reason? That the whole earth, that's why we are reading about it today, that the whole earth will hear of it and their heart will know that God, indeed God alone. Amen? He says, 
in verse 22. He says, what if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endued with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath, fitted to destruction? That is us. He said, it was, this, this was more or less a, a kind of, you know, theology that Paul was taking us through. He said, who can question God? Can we then say God is unrighteous? He chooses to do what he wills. He says, what if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endued with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath fitted for destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory, to make it known on the vessels of mercy, amen, which he had, Afore prepared unto glory. Amen. I don't know whether you understand that scripture. The Bible says there is a, a vessel fitted for what? For destruction. That's the work of the devil. Man has walked into that destruction through disobedience. Started with Adam, right? The Bible says God looked unto this vessels fitted for destruction and he took counsel I took purpose that I will redeem them Amen. I will not allow the enemy to, to steal, to kill and to destroy anymore I will intervene I will have mercy upon them he said these vessels were fitted for destruction but because God might make known the riches of his glory on these vessels that are fitted for destruction even us and that vessel is you. Fitted for destruction, not fit for anything because of your whatever. The Bible says God chose to have mercy on us. And He changed us from vessels fitted for destruction to vessels of what? Of mercy. Praise the Lord. Even us whom He had called, not of Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Praise ye the Lord. So the question I have for you today, the, the, the fact that comes out of these scriptures today, is that what is God's purpose for your life? What has God chosen or proposed to do in your life? The scripture tells us clearly that his purpose for us is that we might be what? Vessels of mercy. Amen? Vessels that will enjoy the praise and favor and grace of God. Just like he did concerning Israel. Just like he did concerning Israel. He brought them forth so that because of the power that he demonstrates in their life, the nations around them, the hidden nations around them will know that there is a God. That the God of Israel is the only true God. Amen? And that is God's purpose in your life as well. That in your experience every day of your life, you will demonstrate the grace and glory and power of God. That men around you will come to know that your God is the only true God. Amen? Through the things that He is doing in your life. Praise the Lord. And to fulfill that purpose, God gave us promises. The Bible says in the book of Second Peter, chapter 2, in 2 Peter, the Bible says that God has given us great and precious promises. 
The Lord has given us great and precious promises. That by these promises, we might be partakers of his divine nature. Amen? That by these promises, we might be people who experience the, the divine nature of God. Praise the Lord. It says in verse 3, According as his divine power had given unto us, According as his divine power had given unto us, What? According as his divine power has given us, What? I want to be sure you are reading your scripture. Verse 3, Second Peter, Second Peter 1, 3, According as his divine power had given unto us, What? All things. I noticed in the testimony of our brother, it says, I have all things. I was quite moved by that testimony. Say, I have all things. Amen. The Lord has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Amen. He has given us all things that pertain unto life and to godliness. In the book of Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, God prophesied concerning what he was going to do to deliver Isaiah, I mean to deliver his people. In chapter 4, it says in chapter 4, Isaiah verse 2, it says, In that day shall the branch of the Lord be what? Be beautiful. Amen? In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and what? And glorious. And the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are what? That are escaped. Amen? Praise the Lord. One of the things the Lord in fulfilling his purpose for us is to give us promises. The Bible says he has given us great and precious promises. We read it in, 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 in First Peter. Great and precious promises. Praise the Lord. So that he will beautify us. You know, often you see the scripture use analogies to describe the people of God. One of the analogies that is clearly used in the scripture is what? Planting. A garden. What do you do with a garden? You normally, you tender a garden, right? You make it beautiful, right? We are the plantings of God. Amen? We are his vineyard. He, he sends laborers into his vineyard so that you, you do what? To make it beautiful. Praise the Lord. The other analogy is a bride. Yeah? You know, a bride is normally beautiful. Every lady is most beautiful on their wedding day, right? That is God's purpose. God has... Every purpose of God is to make you and your life a beauty. Amen? Praise the Lord. That is His purpose. He says, the planting, the, 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 He says, in, in that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped. Praise the Lord. The way He did that was to grant us redemption in Christ. Amen? The first thing He did was to grant us redemption. In Christ, to redeem us from the works of the enemy. So that the enemy will not come and steal and kill and destroy in your life. That is not the purpose of God. You can outrightly stand and say to the enemy, you are not part of my life. You cannot steal, you cannot kill, you cannot destroy. Amen? And when you are doing that, you are standing in absolute, you know, with the absolute support of the whole of heaven. Amen? Heaven backs you up when you stand and declare the counsel and purpose of God for your life. It is your inheritance. Amen? The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, Psalm 107, 
in the book of Psalm 107, it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord, let them do what? Let them do what? Let them say so. It says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he had redeemed from what? From the hand of the enemy. Praise the Lord. It says, in, in verse 9, he said, He satisfied the longing soul and filled the hungry soul with what? With goodness. That is God's purpose for you. Amen? And so I want you to say to yourself, I am redeemed. I am escaped. The enemy have no part in my life. My life is beautiful. And my life will bring glory to God. And so shall it be concerning you in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise be the Lord. The other thing the Lord has given us in the book of John, precious promises, in the book of John chapter 14, the Bible says Jesus was speaking to his disciples in verse 27, he said, Peace, peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it not be afraid. Amen? That's what our pastor was, was praying for, for these brethren and speaking concerning them. He said, as they go, they go in peace. As we go in and out, the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Not the peace that the world... Peace does not mean lack of troubles. Peace does not mean there will be no issues. But rather, the, the, the assurance and confidence that God is there with you. Amen? And if He's there with you, He will bring you to victory. Amen? In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In the book of Isaiah 54, verse 10. The Bible says, For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be what? Be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee. Amen? He said, Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed. Amen? Say the Lord that does what? That had mercy on you. We are the vessels of mercy. Amen? And according to his promise, you see, what God is saying is that, you see, the Bible says, he said in Isaiah 46, he said, my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. What God is saying there is that I will do everything that needs to be done to fulfill my counsel. Praise the Lord. And if his counsel and purpose for your life is to grant you peace, God will ensure that he will grant you that peace. Amen. He says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose heart is what? Is stayed on me because he trusts in me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so, we see two things so far. First, he has redeemed us. He has granted us peace. Romans 5 1 says, having, having made peace with God. Having well, well, let's look at Romans 5 1. He said, therefore, being justified. Being justified by what? By faith. We have what? Peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. 
The other thing that he has put in us is by his spirit. He says, I will make them, what? A holy nation. The other thing the Lord wants to do in our life is to purify us, cleanse us, and empower us to live a life that pleases him. A life that distinguishes us from the rest of the world. Amen? By the power of his spirit working in our lives. Praise the Lord. In the book of Luke chapter 10, in verse 19, Jesus says to his disciples, he says, Behold, I give unto you what? Power. You see, this is one area where we Christians, many of us, you know, tend to like, just, you know, fall back. Almost like we're not sure of it. Jesus said, I give unto you, what? Power. To tread on serpents and scorpions. Over all the spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, right? The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and what? And powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in, in high places. Jesus says, I give you power over them. I don't know whether, you see, this is God's purpose we're talking about. He came, the Bible says he came that we might have what? Life in abundance. Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the enemy. And he was going, he says, I give you what? Peace. And then here also he says, I give you what? Power. He said, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise the Lord. So we see three things. We have peace, we have purity, and we have what? Power. These are great and precious promises. The Bible says by these promises we shall be what? Partakers of his divine nature. Amen? We can rule like him as kings. Amen? Ruling over the circumstances of our lives. Not, not that those circumstances will be ruling after us and then we'll be running helter-skelter. We rule with authority. Amen? Because of his purpose. That is his purpose. It is the only way we can be a testimony that men around us will know that there is a God indeed in heaven. Praise the Lord. Another area that the enemy likes to harass us, like he did with Job, with Job is to attack you physically. You know, if you cannot attack your mind, you are strong, you are, you, are, you are in faith, right? You are operating. That's why you hear of sometimes a man of God will be like down. You say, ah, what's going on? But when you know the promise of God, amen? When you know the promise of God, nevertheless, you can claim your victory, amen? It says, I will not allow the diseases of these Egyptians, the diseases that he put upon the Egyptians, Exodus fifteen twenty six, is a promise. In Exodus 15, he says, And he said, If thou would diligently hearken to me, to the voice of thy God, do that which is right in his sight, he said, I will put none of these diseases upon thee. Amen? I want you to know According to God's promise and purpose, He will not allow disease, infirmity in your body. 
So whenever infirmity of any sort, whatever is be called, comes, you can stand with full assurance. I tell you the truth, just speak unto it. Command it and say, you have no place in my body. Because the Bible says, I will not put it. It says, I am the Lord that he led thee. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, why would the promises of God fail in our lives? Why would the promises of God fail in our lives? Two reasons. First, we see in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 6, 19 tells us that he made promise before. This is not the first time. God's promise cannot fail. The Bible says when he made a promise to, Mo, to, to, to Abraham, he swore by, his own, by himself. He says in verse 19, Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entered into that within the veil. Praise the Lord. In verse 18 says that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a what? Strong consolation. Amen? When we recognize that God made these promises, and His promises cannot fail, praise the Lord, then we can take these promises with full confidence. Amen? He says that we might have a what? A strong consolation. Praise the Lord. The Bible says they could not receive these promises because of what? Because of unbelief. We have to, you see, when you have strong confidence, you don't doubt, right? You take what is yours. Obadiah 117 says, my people shall do what? Shall possess their possessions. You say, upon Mount Zion there shall be what? There shall be deliverance and what? Holiness. And the people of God shall do what? Shall possess their possessions. Why would you need to possess what you already, what is already your possession? This is an aspect of our understanding that we need to really get clear. God has made all these promises, but He yet calls on us to exercise strong consolation, strong faith, so that we might possess what He has given unto us. Amen? It just is an act of our faith in Him. Amen? It's our response to Him to say, indeed, we believe in Him. Amen? So, when things come, we, the way we react to it is to recognize that God has made His promises. Amen? We stand on His promises and we possess that which is ours. Amen? Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Mark, Matthew 12, 21, 22, it says, Jesus answered and said unto me, Very verily I say unto me, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done on the fig tree, he was talking to His disciples, He said, Are you cause the tree and the tree is caused. He said, If you have faith, you can do greater. Amen? In Mark eleven twenty six, 26, it says that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. Amen? When the mountain of sickness comes, you speak unto it. Amen? You don't run around. You don't even need to start looking for somebody. You can do that. But God has put the power and authority in you. Amen? You can speak to your mountains. Praise the Lord. You can speak to your mountains. And what do you say to your mountains? Be removed. He said, O mountain, who art thou before the river? Thou shalt be a plain. Amen? Praise be the Lord. This is the purpose of God in your life. If you do otherwise, you are not fulfilling God's purpose. And God is not impressed. So this day, we are going to pray. I don't know what mountain you have before you. 
I don't know what the enemy has tried to steal from you. Jesus said, I am come. I am come. Jesus is here today. Amen. Jesus is here today. Whatever, we do not have enough time to run a prayer session as we had planned. But I want us to arise and begin to speak to our situations. Say unto this mountain, be thou removed. And be thou cast away. Say unto this mountain, be plain. I want you, the mountain of, of lack, the mountain of retrogression, the mountain of stagnation, the mountain of infirmity. Whatever is the desire that is in your heart, whatever is that which you need, I want you to arise and begin to pray now. It says it's not by power, it's not by might. It's not by power, not by might. Oh yes, by my spirit, says the Lord. Not by power, oh yes, not by my, oh yes, by my spirit, by my spirit, says the Lord. This mountain shall be removed, hallelujah, this mountain. In Jesus' name, this mountain shall be removed, has been removed, I must be resisted. This mountain, this mountain has been shattered, has been shattered forever. This mountain has been shattered in Jesus' name. This mountain has been shattered, has been removed. I must be resist the Lord. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. He that sinned is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the very beginning. But for this purpose, one purpose, only one, Jesus Christ was made manifest that he might destroy all. Not some, not a few, not a little. Anything that appears like the work of the devil. I don't know what sin you are struggling with this morning. But it is an opportunity to make it right. This mountain has been shattered, but it looks as if the devil is harassing you. It's time to check yourself. Look inward first, before we deal with the outward. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He that sinned is of the devil. Because the devil sinned from the very beginning. But for this purpose. i like that to ring in you this morning. Because everything that looks like the devil, every hurt, every pain, every discomfort must clear off your life. Must clear off your life. In the name of Jesus. I'd like you to pray that prayer right from the depth of your heart. Jesus, have mercy upon me today. In this area of my life, you know it, I know it. 
Jesus, have mercy upon me today. Have mercy now. Let your mercy speak for me. Let your mercy prevail in this situation. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We talked about peace, purity, and power. Peace. Jesus said, the comforter shall come. The spirit of peace. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of peace. Galatians 5.22 For the fruit of the spirit is love, is joy, is peace. Hallelujah. And purity. First Thessalonians 5.23 <laughs> The very God of peace. Sanctify your body. Keeps you blameless. The very God of peace. Hallelujah. And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And then everything about you will look like what I have said it to be. I want you to look. I want you to dare that mountain before you now. Jesus came to manifest power. Jesus came to pull you out of that grave. I don't care what that hurt is. I don't care what that pain is. This morning, it must go off your life. Speak with that authority to that mountain. Speak with that authority to that sickness. You foul spirit of infirmity. This morning, the church is against you. Cancer will cause you to your roots. Every form of disorder in the body, every weakness in the head, every pain in the eyes, every discomfort in the hands, every harassment on the shoulders, every pain on the knees, whatever is keeping you down, whatever is holding you down, who are down mountain before Zerubbabel, who are down mountain before the church of the living God, Jesus was manifested that I may have life and life more abundantly. Speak to that situation now. You pain in my body. You discomfort in my life. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Today, I put an end to your activities. 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 No more harassment. Jesus bed it off. No more harassment. You are not permitted to harass me. You are not permitted to afflict my body. Pain, I cast you to your roots. Discomfort, no more. No more. No more. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus looked at the fig tree. That was how the man of God entered today's message. Jesus looked at that fig tree. The fig tree dried when he cursed it. Amen. No man eats fruit of thee again. The following day, he dried up. <laughs> and for this purpose, the same Jesus was manifested. Your mouth is for speaking to your mountain. You have washed enough. It is time to speak. You have washed enough. It is time to speak. Whatever is mocking you is due for a cause. 
Whatever is making a mockery of your life as a Christian is due for a cause. I want you to dare it this morning. I cause you pain. I cause the root of every vanity in my life. Cause it to the root this morning. Cause it to the root this morning. Cause it to the root this morning. It must not go out of that gate with you. It must not go out of this church with you. Your life must be released. There must be liberty. There must be liberty. There must be liberty. There must be liberty. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. We agree together. I stand on the shoulders. I stand in the unity of faith. With the leadership of this church. I draw from the grace of God. On the spirit of the just man made perfect. Whatever is harassing your life. I stand in the authority of the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has paid for it. The blood of Jesus has paid for it. You shall no longer suffer it. You shall no longer carry it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says the hour cometh. And now is. <laughs> the hour cometh. And now is. That the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear and were dead, they shall live. Whatever is dying in your body, whatever is dying in your life, whatever seems to have closed, to have finished, whatever seems to be an impossible case, I speak on the same unction and authority in the name of Jesus. Receive life! Receive life! In the name of Jesus. Receive peace like never before. Receive purity like never before. Receive power. Power to lock it over the devil. Power to have it the way you want it. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. This week shall be your week of testimonies. This week shall be your week of answered prayers. God will show up like never before. In the name of Jesus. You will press forth on the right. You will press forth on the left. You will go forward. You will make progress. You will look for that pain, that heart, that sickness. You shall not find it again. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Have you been blessed today? Have you seen the glory of God? Do you promise to invite somebody next Friday? Because God is doing strange things in this church. I am glad I'm here. I don't know about you. Something greater will happen for you next week. The God that brought you to Oman will show up like never before. In the name of Jesus. That blessing they are promised you in your office. That looks as if it will come. Before this month is over, they will call you to give it to you. They will call you to give it to you. They will call you to give it to you. That arrangement of hell against your family, because we prayed today, it is shattered forever. It is shattered forever. In the name of Jesus. The church of God is alive. The church is marching on. And no gate of hell shall prevail. In the name of Jesus. Shall we appreciate God for what he has done once again?
Jesus is good. The Lord in the midst of his people is mighty. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's share the grace in fellowship. The grace of our Lord. Congratulate your neighbor. Your story has changed finally. Congratulate him. Congratulate him. And make sure he's laughing. Make sure he's smiling. Hallelujah.